you sitting there, you at home, you ain't doing shit, scratching your genitals, scratching your ass, smelling your underarm, smelling your own breath, let me hear just for a few seconds, right? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. The creation tools allow you to, you know, record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. You can use that same hand you scratch your ass with to go to Anchor and record. It'll distribute your podcast for you to a plethora of DSPs. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What are you waiting for? Go. Right now. Get off the couch. Go to Anchor. Create a podcast. The world wants to hear what you have to say. Identity. The fact of being who or what a person or thing is. And identity will seem to be arrived at by the way in which the person faces and uses his experience. James Baldwin. We have to really educate ourselves in a way about who we are and what our real identity is. Deepak Chopra. See, everyone struggles with questions about their identity. Questions such as, who am I? And what do I want for my present self? And what do I want for my future self? Today, I'm covering identity. So think about this question and ask yourself this question. Who are you? And if you don't know who I am, I am Khalil Sneed, host of Trill Pill Podcast. Sit back, let that pill kick in, roll up some, and pull you up some. Relax. And let's start the show. To it, man. Identity. Who are you? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I know 
going into my adolescence, I asked that question a whole lot, just like a lot of us. A lot of us were trying to figure out who we really are. You know, uh, I grew up in South Dallas. It's a place where if you can make it out of there or make it, you know, or just make it, <laughs> then you successful, right? We had many people make it out of South Dallas and become big, you know, role models, people who actually, you know, moved and shifted society as we know today. So seeing that as a kid, it really just lets you know, like, I got the power to make shit happen. Why? Number one, because of God. But number two was, we from South Dallas. You know what I'm saying? It's a pride. It's a pride thing. You know, we put up South Dallas against any other hood from any other state. You know what I'm saying? So having that pride going into my college years, it really defined me who I was because I didn't know how South Dallas I was until I left South Dallas. Like, you start noticing shit that you do or that you say or that you believe in, music that you listen to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, your slang, the way you talk, your walk, whatever it may be. And somebody else look at you like, nigga, <laughs> where the fuck they do that at? Inside Dallas, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Not all the shit, but, I, you know, it's a lot of it. You know, people who from South Dallas or from Oak Cliff or Pleasant Grove or Irving or Arlington or DeSoto, Duncanville, um, they know North Dallas, you know. All sides, Metroplex. No. They know. But people outside of that don't know, you know. When you go to college, when you're a freshman, I know for me it was very tribal. You you tend to hang out with the people that either you know from back home or people that you just from where you from. Like, I'm from Texas, so when I first got in, I linked up with a lot of people from Texas because that's all I knew. You know, of course, as you go through college and you experience different people from different people from different places, um, you you know you you get a feel for everybody and you just tend to fuck with you know everybody based off your standards and morals and they hold it up to them. Those people you hang out with, those your friends, those your you know you, you know your, your your homies and people you want to kick it with, regardless of where they're from, you know. But you always have your foundation in your neighborhood. You know, so, um, <laughs> you know, that being said, um, we'll go back to this article, other part of the article. How is identity formed? Identity formation involves three key tasks, discovering and developing one's potential, choosing one's purpose in life, finding opportunities to exercise that potential. And purpose. Identity is also influenced by parents and peers during childhood and experimentation in adolescence. You know, when you grow up in a place like South Dallas, you learn who you are real quick. For number one, people are not going to put up with you um, being a farce, being a phony, being a fake. Being a hoe ass nigga or things of that nature, whatever you want to call them. 
people not gonna put up with that. You know, um, being from South Dallas is, is a very, you know, uh, you know, people like to keep it authentic. You know, so people, you see somebody acting like something that you know they ain't. You know, saying this dude been a one since day one in school in books, but he decide he want to be a gangster at twenty one. South Dallas gonna call it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not going to let you stand on the blocks and the corners and go and go places and see people if you being a phony because that means nigga, we only know who you are. You don't even know who you are. You think you this but you that, you know. You haven't proven in this field you haven't proven nothing. People don't even know what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just start asking questions. People going to pull up your resume, whether it's on the street or whether it's not on the street or just in period. I'm not talking about street stuff. You know what I'm saying? I was never in the streets, you know. I tried. In middle school, I tried to hang out with, you know, street people and do a street thing, but I found out that shit is just not for me, and that's all right, you know. Don't anybody tell you, you know, that's not all right. That's all right. You got to know. You got to know. <laughs> you just got to know. You know what I'm saying? That's not you. Then why are you there? And if your friends are real friends, they will tell you, say, man, this ain't you. I had friends tell me, Sneed, this is not you. And I was like, all right, nigga, you right, man. So, shit, I'm going to get back here to your books and playing this ball, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of those dudes, man, they did what they did because they had to, not because they wanted to. So, because something was going wrong with them at home, daddy wasn't there, mama had to work. Who going to raise me? How am I going to eat? Mama trying to make ends meet. Daddy trying to make ends meet. Granny trying to make ends meet. Checks ain't coming in fast enough they want to. Rent is due. Bills is due. Lights getting cut off. Gotta walk around the house with candles. Water getting cut off. Gotta, you know what I'm saying? People had to do what they had to do. They had to scratch and scrape to survive in that area. So, um, people did what they had to do. Not because they wanted to. I don't really think nobody wants to be in the streets, it's either because they don't know no other way or because, hey, man, somehow the bills got to get paid and I got to get it the best way I see fit. And right now, you know, this is it. So they do it. And, you know, that's how their identity, you know, is formed through that. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa, you know. By my good friends telling me, hey, man, this ain't for you, cool. I was able to, you know, know that, okay, this ain't for me, but this is. So I stayed playing ball, stayed, you know, stayed in the books, you know, and did what I did there. Because by them being real friends and not luring me into a situation to be a follow guy or nothing like that, I, I respected that. So... They respected me, so I stayed in my field, and I stayed in theirs. And, you know, and I remained friends. 
some still to this day. So that built me. That let me know, like, okay, you can be from South Dallas and and, and not just be a thug. You know what I'm saying? Or or not even just be an athlete, a thug. You can be anything you want to be, an artist. You know, for this some you know some through the arts. You know, music, dance, poetry, or just all types of literature. Anything you think of, you can make it. The culinary, you know, you can do it. So, things like that create your identity. Um, especially when you're younger, and you know, it helps you out and, and uh, shapes you, molds you, especially when people, you have people that love you, mold you in the right direction. That's in a positive way, but not everybody has. Um, a good environment around them and so they have to do what they have to do to survive and that you know harsh reality turns into a harsh mentality and that's their identity and vice versa when you in school and you struggling in school and you want to go to a big school and you playing sports and not everybody you know you, you ain't the prototype of what they want Nobody wants you. You know, not many people want you. You know what I'm saying? And you have to realize, hey, that's all right. Maybe it's not made for me to play ball anymore. Maybe football is not just the only thing that I can do. That mentality helped me in my identity and made me who I am today. So, I broke up my identity in three separate parts. Just for today. I mean, it's, it's, it's so many branches that, you know, you can go down. I just put it into, you know, three separate parts. You know, so, um, first part. I'm going to get right into it. I just want to stop and say thank you, people who have been supporting me. This is new for me. I know it, you know. I know this shit sound like it's recorded in a fucking uh, (laughs) kitchen basement. (laughs) But thank you for supporting me early on. Having many people that listen to this, thank you very much. I highly appreciate something that's new for me. If you can't tell by now, I kind of stuttered a little bit. So having the podcast where all I do is speak is a lot for me. So I don't talk a whole lot outside of this and to selected people uh, in my circle, friends and family, so this is a lot for me, it's a different for me, I'm stepping out of my boundaries, I'm stepping out of my box, so that being said, thank you for supporting me, uh, feel free to give me feedback, um, my Instagram is at TrillPillPod, and so any suggestions or any topics you would like me to talk about, send DM to TrillPillPod, no spaces, alright, no spaces, just trip hill pie. Alright, let's get into it. How has identity changed due to social media? As so much of the world has shifted online, discrepancies have emerged between one's virtual self and real self. People may cultivate their online avatar more and more carefully over time. 
and the virtual self can influence the perception of the real self. Therefore, it can be valuable to reflect on whether the virtual self is really authentic. Hey man, say man, that's a lot right there. That is still from psychology today. Just to cite my sources, make sure you know I ain't copying shit. But it really was a good article. So, you know, I was watching our social dilemma on Netflix, and uh, it opened my eyes. I'm gonna watch it again, but the shit was crazy, right? Like, um, you need to watch yourself. I'm not gonna be explaining. It's in the goddamn recap show but look go watch our social dilemma for yourself and come back here and then just give you some context but you know since the internet has came in man some people have really lost um view of their real self you know you have people with millions thousands of likes thinking that they're famous in real life some are and some grow to be but it can be a person that has shit. Let me say, twenty thousand followers, but you know, on the internet, on Instagram or Twitter or you know, Facebook, whatever you use, um, they seem like they're living a good life. They seem like they're, you know, living no worries, and they they they, they do whatever they want to, when they want to, how they want to. You know what I'm saying? And that that's for, for some people. That couldn't be further from the truth. So, watching um, our social dilemma really gave it. Re- it really gave you an insight on how it does affect one's identity. To some point, everybody that has a phone in their hand, computer in front of their face, TV in front of their face, or whatever, um, has been affected, especially in this era. You know, this is called the so you know, I think it's called the information age. So we get our information on a 24-hour uh, loop. You know, so um, but sometimes you you know you may lose sight of who you are. You know, you you get concerned with man. I posted a fly ass picture. I had the motherfucking J's on. I had the hair faded, man. You know what I'm saying? I had my motherfucking beard on tight. And you may only get like four or five likes. And be like, man, what the fuck, man? I'm fresh as fuck in this picture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, for, for, for females, like, you know, she may have the titties propped up, camel toe out. Tights pulled up to a motherfucking neck, camel toe, poking, knees out, thighs out, ass out, arms out, whatever she got out, ass out, and she may only get like 10, 11 likes. Now, these days, it's never like that. I guarantee you, them motherfuckers probably get like thousands of likes because us men got to do better, um, so that's another type of another day, but... Um, yeah, so she feel like in her virtual life, like, shit, she popping. She got the ass out. Every time she gets, she, every time she shows some cheeks clapping or shows, you know, shows some coochie or whatever, some titties, a nipple or something like that, she gonna get millions and thousands or hundreds of followers and likes. But a lot of times, 
and sometimes those don't amount to any type of currency um, and sometimes they cause the woman um, to really lose sight of herself she feel like she has to be a avatar of herself even in real life they become they try to become their virtual selves they um, make body modifications and things of that nature to try to make themselves seem like they are online um, on our social dilemma on Netflix there was a dude he was part of the snapchat team and he was saying they had a meeting about uh, people getting facial reconstruction or some wild shit like that some crazy off the wall bogus shit um, to make themselves look like snapchat filters so that's how far people will go you know cause they feel like well shit my virtual self is way more lit than my real self and so instead of putting the energy and the time and um, you know uh, yeah the energy and the time enthusiasm and being their real self they become this virtual person and they become very plastic they become very um, weird to be around you know when you got somebody around you that's, that's faking like they the shit and they ain't the shit it's like you know you can't you can't vouch for that when you got somebody who who um you know they on Facebook saying I got big guns you know what I'm saying big guns big bullets putting niggas on their back sipping act and these niggas ain't doing half of what they think or what they say they are doing you know online it's a problem sometimes people encourage the shit you know Sometimes being a rebel, you know, revolting is, uh, you know, it's exciting to some people. You know, they get a thrill out of seeing, you know, oh, girl, get on there. Ass out, shaking. You know what I'm saying? All down the timeline. You know, every single workout chick that's in the gym, they working out. It don't matter what exercise they doing. They could be doing bench press. They're going to have that camera right up that ass. You know what I'm saying? Squats, cameras, at that ass. All that shit is at that ass. Every exercise, curls. That shit got all the front. They taking their curls from either the side or behind them. <laughs> like the shit. And you ask why? First, because first they know that those men are going to look at that shit. Second is because they know it gets some attention and they know it gets them likes and followers and gets them popularity and it gets them a status to do something i don't know <laughs> i don't know what the uh the goal is when you do shit like that unless you already getting paid from but still after you you know it's like what you know what i'm saying like um but yeah man but things like that um i just it's just a mixing pot full of bullshit in a virtual world that a lot of shit we ain't really doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, me personally, you know, I, I, you know, I post a meme or I post a picture, of me or you know what I'm saying, me and my jits or you know, whatever. Um, I don't feel the need to lie or do anything because I've been raised to be myself. 
You know what I'm saying? I've been raised to always be authentic. So nobody can come to me and say at any time of my life that I wasn't being who I am now. Like, I'm just authentic. Of course, I've learned some things. I adapted. I've grown. But at the base foundation, you know, they're going to say, man, you, you know, Khalil was always about what he was about. He ain't never trying to do something he ain't, you know, want to do or got pressured into doing something he didn't want to do or whatever. And they're going to say, you know, he's real. He's true. He's authentic. You know, I feel like a part of that is um, something I hang my hat on. It's something that I teach my kids, you know, don't worry about who you are on social media. That shit ain't, it's whatever. Everybody shows the highlight tapes. If you ever play sports, you ever play football, and you had a, you know, you, you, you have a good game. But, you know, they show all your highlights. You done had 12 tackles. You done did the fool. Smack the nigga on the sideline, knock the helmet off. You done did the fool. They're going to show you all your highlights. And they're going to show you your lowlights. They're going to show you when you got pancake. They're going to show you when you got knocked off your motherfucking uh, feet, <laughs> you know. But everybody on social media has the uh, authority to post all of their highlights so you never see the hard times so it puts on a facade as if a person is not living through a struggle they're not struggling they're always happy all the time never mad never sad always always sunny never rainy it's always smiles hallmark cards giggles and wiggles and then, like i said before that couldn't be further from the truth you know, so make sure that you put an immense amount of work into yourself. I'm in the process of doing more of that. Um, you know, nobody has it all figured out, but, you know, it, the minute that you start trying to work on yourself to better yourself is the moment that you die. So I'm not trying to die. I ain't trying to go see mama yet she told me to hold it down down here i got plenty to go and i said all right baby so hey mama said i got plenty to go so i got plenty to go so i gotta take care of myself you know my dad told me to take care of myself you got plenty more to go so there's no sense of wasting my time on here just because you're going through something traumatic feel your feels I'm not saying don't you know, hide your emotions. Don't do that. What I'm saying is at some point you have to gather yourself and be like, all right, this shit about to end. I got to get my shit back together. I'll get my shit together. You know, however you get there, it don't matter. Just get there and go from there. Because, you know, you're going to go through things in life where you always have to adapt. So never be afraid of change. Lean into it. Walk into it. Run into it. I guarantee you, it's gonna help you. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna help you a whole lot. And that's something that I'm learning. So, as I'm learning it, I'm telling you, you know. So, that's important to me. So, I'm gonna go into this next one. Alright. Going into this next bullet is sexual and gender identity. First, Let's go through sexual identity. Sexual identity is how one thinks of oneself in terms of to whom one is romantically or sexually attracted to. 
sexual identity may also refer to sexual orientation identity which is when people identify or disidentify with the sexual orientation or choose not to identify with the sexual orientation i know there's a lot of repeated words but just hang with me though hang with me i couldn't find a better definition so <laughs> hang with me you know what i'm saying um today we have um a overwhelming number of people who want to fight for rights right um not all of it's racial um some of it's you know sexual identity or gender identity you know people are tired of the social constructs and feel like they are beyond that and that's their choice and they're going to ride for their choice and um there's no problem with that because at the end of the day we all want to be accepted you know nobody should um do harm or talk down on anybody who i you know i identifies with something other than what you identify with you know what i'm saying like um we shouldn't do that you know what i'm saying that's not what we put on earth to do we're not the judge of anybody or anything so for us to be trying to determine and fuck with nature or just um you know react in a brutally dishonest way towards people who share differences ridiculous now going to get into gender identity your gender identity is how you identify and present yourself for example as a boy or a man or as a girl or a woman gender isn't about whether you were born with a penis or vagina but how you feel about yourself some people are transgender which means their gender identity that doesn't align with their biological sex um yeah think about people identifying in general you know these two kind of go hand in hand so i'm combining these two i have them separate but they got to go hand in hand so um we just you know recently um heard about the story of zion wade or zaya um the son of nba basketball player Dwayne Wade and the journey and um, what he identifies as and the support that he has or anything like that um, you know or think about Andrew Gillum um, he just recently came out and identified as bisexual on the Tammin Hall show so you have people more people who are you know coming out um, which I think is good for the ecosystem because you know it's you know it does like you don't have to you shouldn't have to guess right everybody should just be who everybody is and just go from there because in my opinion um it's a bigger picture right and while we're all you know, on the ground fighting fighting each other because of differences whether it's race or gender or sexuality the people at the top are laughing and making money He's stacking that shit up while everybody else is on the bottom fighting and 
they got us thinking that each other is the enemy. The real enemy is up top, and they are making millions and trillions and you know dollars off of our discrepancies, off of our pain, off of our trauma, off of our you know um, um, just problems. They just make money off the shit. You know what I'm saying? They make money off of chaos. You know, chaos is a big business. Trauma is a big business, and they're selling it back to us, whether it's through media or um, anything, things of that nature. People up top are getting paid off of our division. The more divided that we stay, the more money that they'll make. We ain't making shit down here. Right now, it's a fucking pandemic. People act like they doing all this. It's, you know, it's some that who are who haven't had to feel the, you know, the um, harsh effects of it. Like myself, I'm a truck driver, so I never stop working. I, if anything, I work more. But um, but it's people out here who are dying, um, trying to make ends meet, trying to survive the street. Street pharmacy prices is all the way up now. They back in business. When they thought this, they, they, it ain't no drought right now. He's not one man. <laughs> it ain't no drought. So um, people are stressed out. Like all they want to do is you know smoke and 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 try to to uh, find opportunities to escape reality because reality is fucking hard. You know. It's fucking hard to know that you got all these bills to pay and you got rent due and you need food and all this, but you don't have no way to get any resources because the place where you got your resources, i.e. your money, your checks, your dinero, your fitty, whatever you want to call it, the places where you worked at, they laid you off because they were failing. You know, so... What do you expect a person to do when they've applied every single where or just got laid off and no, nobody's hiring? It's a fucking hiring freeze. Unemployment is through the fucking roof. So what are you expecting people to do? You know, um, they're going to find alternative ways to make money, whether they be positive or negative, you know. But back to the topic, um, you think about Zaya Wade and... Andrew Gillum and um, other people who have came out and identified as something else, something that's against the norm uh, here in America or or just the norm in general, you know, whichever the norm is. Like I said in my first episode, what is normal? Um, so they feel like that they don't have to live within the social constructs of what was set for us just to live by, you know what I'm saying? The shit wasn't like it was gradual. The shit was like you grew up, this the way it's supposed to be, this, 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 and that. So um, you grow up, you know, you you find out experiences that you may have or feelings that you may have for whoever that you may have them for, and that's a part of your identity. That's how you identify. The whole reason people have to come out and say what they identify with because for a long time they either had to hide it because they were scared or they just didn't, you know, they didn't want to say it because they were scared. They were scared of the 
scrutiny. They were scared of the dirty looks and things of that nature that they may get because they identify with something else that they know is against the norm in America or in the world. Uh, but I don't people in America because that's where I live. So, um, so people, um, people feel the right to express themselves, you know, and that's their right. You know, we all have a right to express ourselves and do what the fuck we want to do. You know, that's a that's a perk about being American. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so you can't deny that. You know, and but some people will try to judge people because of what they believe in or identify as, and I just think that's total bullshit, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I identify as a straight male. You know, I love women, you know, and only women. You know, I have friends who identify as gay or bisexual or anything like that. So, even growing up, I've had a, you know, I have a gay brother who passed away. So, growing up, I never noticed, um... I guess the harsh reality of, you know, identifying as, you know, something other than the social construct or norm, you know, I always looked at people for a face value, you know, not caring, you know, nothing that you're going to do. I don't care if you vote for whoever or you identify differently than I am. I look at you as face value. You know, how do you treat me? How you treat me is how I'm going to treat you. And that's the same across the board for everybody. Uh, regardless, that's just how I live my life. That's the way that I was raised. And that's the way that I, my life going to be. And that's the way that I teach my kids. You know, I don't teach them, you know. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, as parent, I have the way that I believe in works best for my child and my children and what I want best. I am the parent, so I believe I know I know I know what's best for them, you know what I'm saying? And I would even teach them, but once, you know, once our kids get grown, just like we all have to get grown, you know, they are able to make their own choices and whatever freedoms that they, you know, may, you know, indulge in, you know? So regardless, whether it's favorable or not, you know, I'm pretty sure Dwayne Wade's, son, you know, him identifying as a different gender wasn't favorable, but at the end of the day, Dwayne Wade, I guarantee you, saying, hey, this is my son. You know, I'm not going to abandon my son because of this and that, you know. Now, my opinion on a lot of things is that I really think that um, the gender identification, sexual identification, um, I think you can't knock it till you try it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I really think kids shouldn't have any business um, sexually identifying themselves. Kids shouldn't be having sex. I mean, don't you know? Hey, man, I know we had sex as kids. That don't make it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That don't make it right. A lot of us, a lot of these chicks, they ended up pregnant. In high school, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us do ended up having babies in high school. You know, I don't think that being in high school at age is a right 
age to make decisions for another child. You have to live some life first, but, you know, things happen, but if, you know, you can prevent them from happening, I guarantee your parents probably would. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that you should be able to be grown first before you make a, a sexual orientation. You know what I'm saying? Difference. You know, or whatever you may call it. I'm not going to pretend like I know all the times I don't, so I'm going to call it what I think it is. Trying not to be, you know, whatever, but Trip Hill Podcast. If it is, it is. If it ain't, it ain't. But, um, the kids should be grown. You know, I think Zion, you know, it's hard for me, like, it, it's hard for me to see, like, okay, you're 11 years old talking about sexual orientation. Are you having sex yet? And the answer is no. Then how the fuck are you going to know what your sexual orientation is if you haven't had sex yet? That's my opinion. And I'm entitled to have that, you know. I don't hate dude. I just have questions like everybody else does. But... The fact that he has support, uh, mother and, you know, stepfather, I mean, step, yeah, mother and, stepmother and father, rather. Um, that's what's up. He should have support. But that's my only thing is, you're 11 years old, like, my whole thing when I first seen him was like, he got to at least try the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, get a pussy a couple tries just to see. You know what I'm saying? You don't know yet. You got to grow up and you got to go through puberty and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's too young to be trying to determine. I said the same thing for, you know, the, the, the women. Hey, you got to try. Go try some penis first a couple times just to make sure you don't, you know, when you're adult, just make sure that, because, you know, that's all I'm saying. It's my opinion. Trip Hill Podcast. You don't like my opinions? Fuck you. Turn that shit off. So, they're not harsh. It's just my opinion. So, but all in all, um, respect yourself. Respect everybody else around you. And don't disrespect people because they're different than you. That's the moral of this story. We're not doing that. That's, a, that's you, you don't get no points for being a disrespectful uh, son of a bitch. To anybody because they share a different view than you. Whether you like it or not, it's, it, it's this thing that our society has forgot. It's called agreeing to disagree, right? My brother is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. This nigga was raised in Dallas, Texas. And most of Dallas, in Texas, period. He's an Eagles fan, which is the arch nemesis of Dallas Cowboys now. I'm not going to stop loving my brother at all. He done had my back. We done been through it all together. He's always been been there for me. But I don't like the fact that he's a fucking Eagles fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, he's an Eagles fan. And I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's friction. But I'm not going to stop loving him because he's an Eagles fan. Like That's his, that's his choices. He has the right to choose who he, who he want to fuck with and vice versa. So, hey. That's what I'm talking about. Agreeing to disagree. People have lost that nowadays. You haven't noticed. People tend to think if you don't agree with something that you hate it. People get, you know, um, all up in the motherfucking, they, they get their panties in the bunch because they just can't fathom somebody 
not liking what they're liking. If they don't like it, if they don't like it, they must hate it. No, I just don't like it. That's it. You know, we all have things that we like or don't like, but that doesn't, that shouldn't. I'm not saying them doesn't. For some people, it 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 does. Excuse me. For some people, it does affect them, but it shouldn't affect how you treat people, regardless or whatever. I live in Oklahoma. I don't give a fuck about no politics. But you know what I see going down the fucking street? All type of Trump shit. Cool. I don't really fuck with Trump. I don't really fuck with Biden or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't really fuck with it. But I'm not going to not talk to this guy over here because he has a Trump 2020 hat on. That's who he wants to fucking vote for. That's who we like. That don't mean we can't sit down and have a civil conversation. Like, people have lost the foundation of what being an individual is. Being an individual, you know, independently thinking. (laughs) Thinking for yourself, not letting a group or mass media or other things affect your thoughts. Like, go out there and experience people for your own goddamn self. Before you start making judgments. You don't you don't know that person. You just making judgments. You're just talking shit, you know. You ain't been outside. You know. You may block your blessing. Fucking trying to judge people and shit. You may block your fucking blessing. You may miss out on you know on your blessing. Trying to, you know, you know, you trying to be a you know, whatever you want to call it. That shit is weird. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how people can come to an understanding of just because this shit ain't, these people not, they ain't, they don't believe in. And it can go to a, a plethora of things. We're talking about religion, you know, identities, fucking sports, all type of shit. Just because somebody else thinks or says something different, has a different perspective, you you hate them, like you want to do harm to them, like, god damn, who hurt you, my nigga, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, you know, who made you feel like, you, you know, you have to be, peer, you know, peer pressure into doing this, that shit I can't hate, that being said, close out on that one, sexual and gender identity, let's go into this next one, racial identity, Although race has no genetic or scientific basis, the concept of race is important and consequential. Societies use race to establish and justify systems of power, privilege, and disenfranchisement and oppression. The notion of race, the pure notion of race, is a social construct designed to divide people into groups ranked as superior to inferior. The scientific consensus is that race in this sense has no biological basis. We are all one race, the human race. Racial identity, however, is very real. And in a racialized society like the United States of America, everyone is assigned a racial identity, whether they know it or not. Well, hell, wherever or not, like you are assigned on your birth certificate. You get it. Or if you ever had kids, or when you fill out the paperwork to have it made, it's always a race box. When you apply to jobs, it's always a race box. 
first time I seen that, I was like, why is this shit even important? I'm something to do a job. Um, I don't know if me doing this job, <laughs> like, it ain't matters if I'm black or white or whatever, so, you know. But it's so people can keep stats, right? They keep a stat on how many of who are, you know, here, you know, or in a place, population, um, you know, people, they give it to the brainiacs and they break the numbers down and, you know, create stats and things of, of that nature. It's basically for data. It's for data. <clears throat> if you didn't know, the big, the big money's in data right now. Just to give you a little plug on data. You know, you know, having a census, you know, come around every how many years, you know what I'm saying? And more more places have more of these people other than these people and a lot of times it has to do with money, power, um, you know, the social constructs. You know, like what it has to do with. So um, we as black people are fighting not to be superior, we're fighting to be equal. That's all. That's all we want. We want to be treated equal. Now, to some people, that may seem bogus. Like, another person's perspective that I listened to was Dan Cummings. And he was like, you know, according to, like, you know, the stats, the numbers, and this, this, and that, and, you know. And that was all right. I mean, that's what he believes in. He is a white male. So, of course, he wouldn't see it the way. He doesn't know. Um, he doesn't know what it feels. He doesn't know what it feels like to be black. I actually don't know what it feels like to be white. When I was younger, because um, the way I spoke, when I wasn't stuttering, <laughs> uh, you know, or things that I did, um, even in middle school, right? In middle school, in Pearl, Seattle, you know, middle school, um, I played the cello in the orchestra. People were fucking confused because they was like, oh, hold on. What the fuck? That's some white people shit. Now... I'm at the time I didn't give a fuck, just like I don't now. But I was like, I give a fuck what it is. It's, it's my shit, you know what I'm saying? And this notion that this is white people shit or black people shit or Hispanic people shit or Asian people shit or whatever this shit is a wild notion, right? Of course, every single race has its, um, you know, construct constructs within that. You know what I'm saying? And things that, you know, are part of their culture that those people like to do. You know what I'm saying? Or participate in. That's part of their culture. You know? So, everybody has those. But to make this notion that some is just... And, and usually, you know, I notice that it's most of the superior shit. The shit that... It's the shit that has money behind it. Or you have to have money to do. Like... Playing the orchestra, go golfing, uh, disc golf. I don't know shit. I ain't never seen my person play disc golf. Although I know it's probably some throw that nigga out there flicking the wrist with them discs, man, and doing this damn thing. But I've never really seen it. Um, 
whatever it is, if it has money in tennis, whatever it is, whatever's attached to it, you you know, usually people will say, hey, man, that's some white people shit. Or you talk too proper. You know, my daughter has had to deal with that because she grew up her beginning, the beginning of her life in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is a suburb. You know, it's a town, but it's, it's a suburb of whatever. It ain't shit around. That's the biggest town in that area, but it's it feel like a suburb, so. I'm going to call it a fucking suburb. But she grew up in the area around very well-spoken kids. Um, you know, the atmosphere was very educational. It's a college town, so the standards are higher than it would be in a city. Uh, like a Dallas or a Tulsa or whatever. Because they don't have to worry about a large number of people. So they can focus on this amount of people, this amount of kids, and teach them whatever they want because that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? People in the cities like me, possibly you, you know, we just kind of get this public uh, general education. They just hand, you know, they just give it to us, you know. It's filled with so many discrepancies and problems and uh, lies that, (laughs) you know, you point out. But it's going to be on the test, so you kind of have to kind of learn it. Unless you homeschool, but... Um, most of us wasn't homeschooled, so, you know, we were in public school, so, you know, how that can be, you know, then you have to work to unlearn that and relearn the truth or unlearn and learn the truth, um, things like that, but many times she had, you know, other students of color be like, Kayla, you talk white. And it bothered her. It made her cry. She didn't she didn't understand. Like she just was talking. That's how she talked, you know. So I have to explain to her. Me and her mother had to explain to her what that meant and how wrong that is. Usually things that are deemed inferior are deemed black. Like use a slang like, Oh, you think you you know, you know, the word ghetto is somehow synonymous with being black. Um to some people, um, and you know, so you, you kind of see how those things um, are not balanced out and how wrong they are. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know some trash ass white people, and I know some rich ass black people. So that debunks the theory right there. But just within our race as African Americans, we tend to point out the ones who are not like the masses or talk proper or they didn't grow up in the hood so they're not tough or things like that and all that shit ain't true. You know, those things, they pin us against, you know, they put us against each other. You know, it's not helping. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Um, People don't choose where they grow up at. And regardless of where they grow up at, you have to respect them. Because you fuck around out here and get your ass bust by somebody you thought was from the suburbs and never had to do whatever. You had to do whatever and talk that shit and fuck around and get your ass dropped. Then what? You know, or vice versa. The person is dumb. They're uneducated because they're from this area. <laughs> and they outsmart your ass. Have you looking goofy. The biggest thing I remember growing up was in high school, Lincoln High School, and 
for a couple years, we had home and away games with the school. Um, Highland Park. Highland Park is a city within a city within a city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a part of town that is for the elites. And when I say elites, I mean the elites. So, you know, going to and playing in their stadium and going through all that and, go, you know what I'm saying, like just taking touchdowns away from us. I know on JV we played them in Highland Park and it just was disgusting. They took every touchdown away from us and they make it known uh, they wouldn't give a fuck about you because you ain't got no money. And you black. It, they don't, I don't think some people don't really care about your race. It's just the fact that you don't have no money. You don't have anything. You don't have this or that or any of these materials. You don't shop here or you don't wear this or you don't. You know, if you ever notice in, you know, uh, in the cities, you know, I, I noticed in, in Dallas the people that's in, you know, the rough neighborhoods who are deemed not to have nothing. We all. And come out of there trying to prove that we have something. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we get on, you know what I'm saying? We hop out, we show out, hey, man, I'm out here having, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out here having my way. You know what I'm saying? Having my way out here. You know, having things. As some of the old heads would call it, having things. You know what I'm saying? Or we popping, or, you know, we, we, we got, you know what I'm saying? What, what, Whatever time you, you you know whatever time you want to use, but we tend to sh to show off. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, sometimes our priorities are off. We tend to look at the high life and um, the materials, the fancy fabrics, the 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 designer clothes, the big rims, gold teeth, shit like that. As you know, trying to do our best to separate ourselves from the reality and instead of investing in ourselves um we don't you know we don't invest in, the, in each other our money leaves our neighborhoods and goes in the pockets of somebody living in a fucking mansion instead of helping out this lady and she sells masks or ceramics or things of that nature and um you know, you don't want to go to her, but you'll go to a, 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 a you know a big corporate store that's gonna you know, overcharge you. You know, um, for exactly what that lady had, she just made it from the you know made it from scratch. So um, things like that, you know, think about that. We we strive so hard. Meanwhile, sometimes in the more wealthier neighborhoods, man. They be wearing the shit that we despise. They'll hop out the bins with Jesus sandals and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, sketches on. You know, you used to get talked about if you had some sketches on and you in a hoodie with some sketches. They out there with the sketches with a pocket full of money, account full of money, you know, life full of uh, materials and uh, the assets, you know, things of that nature. So, I don't quite know um, the correct term for it, but that's those are some things I think about. Some things that I that that kind of shaped me 
and thinking the way I do now because I don't talk to people who made, you know, a lot of money. At my last job, I talked to the guy who started the business. He was a millionaire, a millionaire. And he had on Hawaiian shirt, Dockers, Sperry's. That's it. That's barely even a $100 outfit. But in his account, in his businesses, he's a fucking millionaire. If you've seen his house, say, man, invited me to his house one day. You know, invited the, you know, the, um, the people, you know, the, the drivers for a nice little meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? Say, man. Um, <laughs> dude, house is fucking amazing. In the middle of nowhere, in Oklahoma, quiet as hell, own space, on all the land. Got it made. As far as financially, like, he's set. Like, he can stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sell a business or whatever, but... So, and, you know, he wasn't wearing, like, a, you know, I'm pretty sure they got expensive shit. Don't get me wrong. But he wasn't, like, you know, every day he wasn't trying to wear the hottest J's or whatever. He just was like, Shh, the fuck I got to get fancy for? I got the money in the bank. I don't have to look like money. Bitch, I am money. That's what his attitude was. You know what I'm saying? So, um... I kind of got away from the topic, but that being said, you know, I don't really know a lot about the um, racial, you know, cultures, you know, I know my, you know, besides myself, besides black, white, Native American, <clears throat> I do have an expanded person in my family, my sister-in-law, um, my kids are half um black and Native American. Um their mother is Creek Indian. I'm black. I mean she's Creek Indian black. It's and it's deep in her family. Um so they're part Native American and part black. So I want them to understand their culture, that's who they are. You know what I'm saying? That's just who they are. Um their culture, their skin, um, whatever it is that you notice that may not be typical of African-American um, feature or whatever, I want them to know both of their cultures and, you know, the, the details and the history of that because that is important in their identity. I want them to always know who they are. I think the best thing that my mother and my father did, and I think my brother and my other brothers and sisters, um, one thing that our, you know, grandmother did for all of us was give us a sense of who we are and where we are, you know. She made sure that, oh, you think you, you don't know your history? Yo, shit, sit down. Get your cup of lemonade, nigga. It's going to be a cool minute. She's going to teach you some history. She was born in 1927, so at that point, you had no choice but to, you know, know who the fuck you was. Because if you didn't, <laughs> people going to let you know, you know. And she accomplished a whole lot. Didn't let that, um, she didn't let that get her down. Like, she just persevered. So she made sure that she taught us the history of what she went through and how it was. And make sure we, we listened. 
um, for our knowledge. Because knowledge is important. Um, people just, like, you can't just go off what's on your phone. What if all this phone shit shut down and all you know is all you know? Then where will you be on the ladder? Think about it like that. You know what I'm saying? So our grandmother made us know who the fuck we were. My mama and my daddy made sure that I know, say, Kai, be you. You can only be you. If you like to, you know what I'm saying? You like, you look, you like to play the game. You like to read. You like to draw. You like to, you know, make music. You like to just have fun and do it. Be funny. Write comics. Things like that. That's who you are. Don't change. And don't change. I think that helped me out so much growing up because that was a constant loop. And I, I keep my kids on that same mentality. Be who you are. Don't let nobody tell you who you are. You go and you find out who you are. Right? Accept yourself for who you are. Fuck trying to get acceptance. Fuck trying to get validation from whoever. Learn who you are. Don't be afraid of your interests or the way that you speak, the way that you wear your hair, the way that you dress, what you believe in, your morals, your principles, your beliefs. Don't let anybody else dictate how you perceive yourself. Know who you are. When you stare in that mirror, you should know who you are every fucking day. From here on out, every fucking day, you should know who the fuck you are. And what you are here for, trying to find your purpose and to execute finding your purpose and to become something that you dreamed of and turn your dreams into a reality. That's what you put on here. That's, that's what you put here for, to turn something that you would do with little to no effort into something that you do for a career that you can, you know, extract resources from and live and be one with yourself. You know, that's what, we, that's what we're here for. Some catch it earlier than others. None of it is final until you pass away. So as long as you live it, make sure you keep learning. Always. That's what I tell my kids. Of course, with better language, I don't cuss out nothing like that, but, you know, it, uh, you get it. Right, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, we have to tell our kids not to be afraid of doing something because somebody else tells them it's not cool or it's not how we do it or whatever. We have, you know, we have to do our job and, and, and let them know, hey, there is nobody like you. And that's how it's supposed to fucking be. I'll be damned if I can go out here and try to be like somebody else. When I'm the shit, right? Like, everybody has to have that mentality, right? Like... You have to realize, like, hey, ain't no, can't nobody do it like me. Ain't nobody like me. I'm one of one. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm one of one, custom made from head to toe. You know what I'm saying? From right pinky toe to left ear. You got to know that I am who I am. And believe in that. Step on it. Walk into it. And work every day to improve yourself. You know? So, you know, people want to take, you know, um, you know, you, 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 people want to take these things, they create these things so they can try to stay ahead of somebody else because they think that they're better. And if we want to, you know, if we want that change, unfortunately, just when we thought that that change would happen while we were alive, it may not. And it may happen. We, we don't know. But um, for right now, it don't fucking seem like it. You know. Get into this next paragraph. Your personal experiences, family, community, workplaces, the aging process, and political and social e events all play a role in understanding our own racial identity. During this process, people move between a desire to fit in to dominant norms to questioning of one's own identity and that of others. It includes feelings of confusion, often introspection, as well as moments of celebration of self and others. You may begin at any point on this chart and move in any direction, sometimes on the same day. Recognizing who you are helps you understand who you are. I know you can't see it right now. I know I'm filming right now, but I have a chart here, and it's a little chart that, you know, it's an identity chart. But I won't go and explain it because you can't see it, so fuck it. <laughs> now, um, but this is, you know, there's a lot of what I said, you know, um, you know, as you grow, <laughs> start to learn who you are, you know, start to learn who you ain't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, what you can do, what you can't do, you know, um, Mike Tyson said something on the Hot Boxing Podcast that I'm going to end this segment with, and he was having a very charged up moment can't remember who gets on the episode but if you ever listen to Mike Tyson hot boxing with Mike Tyson listen to that um he said I had to find out who I was to find out who I wasn't I'm just gonna leave that right there I can't say shit after that that's I had to find out who I was to find out who I wasn't. He's talking about his identity. You know. Let that marinate. Let you go search that for yourself. Meanwhile, wrap this thing up. In conclusion, I hope that was informal. You know. I know I kind of rambled, went on a couple tangents, but that's all right. It's my shit. Do the fuck I want to. If you don't like to cut it off. <laughs> but in conclusion, 
uh, support each other, man. Let's not continue the cycle of hate for each other just because we're different. Just because we have different political views or social views or sports teams or, you know, whatever, man. Let's not go out here and do physical, verbal, any type of harm to somebody else because they believe in something that you don't. Just for the record, that shit is lame. That shit is whack. That shit is bogus to the motherfucker. And we can't go for that. Not no more. We have for so long, and that's really what this fight is. You know, we're fighting with an old, um, an old society that used to think one way about certain things. It was this way for a long time. Now it's changing, and so you know, as more as we get older, as this world gets older, every single year we tend to. Um, get further and further away from it, but not noticing how young it still very is. A lot of those people who still believe in those old um, old ways of how society used to handle um, black people in particular, or people that identify as a different gender or a different sexual orientation or gender identity, um, they put hands on them. They killed them. Um, they did harm, and I think that nowadays we're getting further further from that, but we still have a long way to go. We still out here fighting the same fight that our grandmothers and grandfathers fought, so we have a long way to go, and the changes that we need to see, we may not never see until we're gone. It may be our kids' kids. Maybe our kids' kids' kids. We, shit, it may never happen, you know, um, but... That doesn't mean that we can lose hope and treat each other like shit because we don't think the same way. Everybody should want to be a fucking individual, right? Don't don't associate yourself with a group because of what the group thinks. What do you think? How do you feel about this, this, that, and the other? Take your answers from that. Take your beliefs from it, you know? Don't just don't do it because somebody said, hey, don't believe that shit. He lying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't just believe it because somebody said it. Like, you're going to have to take it at face value. And um, that's just what it is. You know, everybody, you know, talks about being individual. But sometimes people get caught up in groups and... They want to, you know, it's much easier to to say or do wild shit when you're with a group. But when you're by yourself, it's a lot harder to, um, you, you know, it's a lot harder to talk that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you ever notice, it, it may be a dude that's in the group that talk wild shit. Right? But you catch him by yourself. And he's nothing like what he was screaming and yelling when he was with his group. And the problem is, a lot of times, everybody, you know, America, not even America, this world is very tribal. So sometimes, in being tribal, we lose our sense of individuality and who we are and what we believe in. We just say shit because it must be true because they said it. 
it must be false because she said, like, no, nah, like, go. And you got two options, either to try to go find out that's the truth or not, or not to give a fuck. Me, I like choosing the latter because it's less stressful about shit that ain't going to do with me. So I tend to not give a fuck. <laughs> you know, and I am very selective about the things that I give a fuck with or about. So that being said, I think it'll help if we all adapt that mentality. Some people have, you know, been on it and reached it. And some people haven't. I understand it's a lot of distractions going on out here. You know, celebrities are always in our face on social media and they popular and we want to be like them and all that shit. Nah, fuck that shit. Be like yourself. Do what you do. And nothing wrong with being a fan of that person, but don't do anything that person do just because they do it. What do you want to do? That may not be what you need to do. That may be a bad decision in your life. So you might not want to fuck with it. You may just want to let that person do that and you be you and just be a fan of that person. Cheer them on. Play songs. But don't just try to, hey man, I'm going to go get my whole left face tatted because the uh, insane got his whole left face tatted. Nah, that's weird. Think for yourself. Right? I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like I already gave you enough. You already, you know, I don't want you to overdose off the trip here. I just want you to take one and relax and let it ease your mind. Let you in my world. Man, I'm finish that. <laughs> All right, you know what I'm saying? This is Khalil Sneed. This is the Trip Hill Podcast. Look here, man. Whoever you are out there, listen to this. Whatever you identify as, I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank God for you for being here. Stay here. Communicate here. We need you. We need everybody in this motherfucker. If we gonna really have some change and really talking about doing some big shit and flipping this shit on his fucking head, we really need each other. Right? To come together. So we can fuck shit up and change this shit. For our kids or our kinfolk in the future. Because you see what it is now? We fucked up. But our elders have already fought that fight. And now they got to sit down. They can tell us what, what to do. But we got to get out there. Put our ten toes on the motherfucking ground. And go take. Because we're tired of asking. It's time for us to take our respect back. As people. Put the authorities, the governments, and all those people who control us or try to control us back in their fucking place because they they work for us. They work for us. And a lot of time we don't realize that, but they fucking work for us. So our job is to fucking make them work and don't stop until they make shit work. It's Trio Pill Podcast. I'm out.